we stopped our last episode in 2018 for a pretty crucial reason. In 2018, Elon was still relatively unknown, and to many, he was considered one of the good ones. The famously thorough Philosophy Tube put out a video about Elon Musk this very same year, and the bulk of the video was focused around the idea that Elon Musk is different from his public persona. There just wasn't that much about the guy. Yeah, and that has changed a lot. <laughs> yes, it has. So up until now, we focused the majority of our conversation about his conduct at work and his businesses and all of the professional pieces of his life. But before we, we continue that narrative, we feel like it's important to take a few minutes and talk about who Elon is at home. Who is Elon at home? And – what a better way to answer this question than to ask his past families. <laughs> past families sounds harsh, but stick well, but with he us has here. them. Yeah, he, we're we're uh, we're not being inaccurate. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that the richest man in the world is kind of a deadbeat dad? <laughs> Dude, he is not kind of a deadbeat dad. <laughs> he is a deadbeat dad. Spoiler alert. Anyway, so let's start with Justine Musk, who is Elon's first wife from 2000 to 2008. Justine is Elon's day one. She's yep. the one in the CNN footage where Elon takes delivery of the McLaren F1. She seems wary of this purchase, saying, it's a million dollars for a car. It's uh, it's decadent. And then we go right back to Elon, who's just lost his mind already. And he's sitting <laughs> in an armchair, musing about how in 1995, there was no money on the internet, and now there is. Throughout the video, it's pretty evident that Justine is a force to keep Elon grounded, and yes. you get the sense almost that she's like afraid of the camera. And Elon is just soaking it up. In the video, Justine explains a fear that the two would become spoiled brats and that the two may lose a sense of appreciation and perspective. Yeah, more spoilers here. Elon kind of does. We <laughs> <laughs> keep giving the game away early on. <laughs> Within a year of that video, the two get married, and during their first dance, Elon leans in as one does after marrying someone and whispers sweetly into Justine's ear, I'm the alpha now. Many of our married listeners might not be aware of this, but asserting your dominance this way, especially during the first dance, is crucial to a healthy relationship. Oh, dude, 100%. I fucking said something similar at my wedding. I'm sure you did too. Totally. Uh, the best thing about <laughs> doing that during the first dance is the other person can't slap you after you say it. <laughs> and it's on camera. That Forever. too. <laughs> it's immortalized. <laughs> As she tells it in her op-ed, Elon initially sought Justine for her intelligence and her drive. According to Justine, he was sweet and the whole flowers and boombox over the shoulder boyfriend thing was happening. However, as Elon's star rose, he would end up putting her in a in a box, which you hear often, asking mm -hmm. her to dye her hair blonde and take on the reins of the cookie-cutter housewife. A pair of twins and a set of triplets fortifies this role for Justine further. Yeah, it, dude, this has to be so fucking brutal. It does, you know, dude. Making the pivot from being a people builder who believes in someone they love while kind of keeping their feet on the ground to just being commodified 
We see this again and again. A strong, supportive woman helps a man build an empire and then has to shift gears from supporting them to reminding them that there is a whole world outside of their echo chamber. Yeah. And they just don't realize it. After founding X.com, not what is currently Twitter, but the first X.com. <laughs> Check out the first episode, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Elon was in the company of Peter Thiel. Yeah, who, as we understand it, must be an absolute miserable piece of shit to be around. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a very good guy. But <laughs> imagine having to grapple with Peter Thiel's beliefs secondhand. Yeah. So Elon would come home from work spouting just horrible Peter Thielian garbage, and you finally break through to him and bring him back down to Earth, and the next evening he comes back with the clip completely reloaded and the yep. fucking cycle continues. I feel like this is the journey of a ton of billionaire wives who start out supporting their husband working in the quote unquote garage and sleeping on the yep. quote unquote couch, blah, blah, blah. But Justine eventually approached Elon and shared that she couldn't go on with the housewife thing. Can't blame her. And Elon agreed to marriage counseling. But two weeks later, he came home and gave her an ultimatum. Either we keep things exactly as they are or we're done. Justine says no, and Elon serves her divorce papers the following day. Apparently, since then, Justine doesn't speak with Elon at all, only communicating with him through his assistant. Tallulah Riley was next, meeting Elon the same year he served divorce papers to Justine. The two got married two years later and then divorced and remarried before divorcing for a final time in 2016. The actress describes putting her career on hold to parent Musk's five-child flock at this point. Although she insists that this was not a homemaker role that she was shoved into. And this brings up an interesting point. I think for a lot of billionaire wives, there's this perception that if you marry a billionaire, then that was kind of your goal. You are a aspiring housewife, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think the reality is with both Justine and Tallulah and you know, for the rest of Elon's um, romantic interests, they are main character women. They are women yeah. with with businesses and dreams and ideas that become stifled by Elon's ego. You just can't fit anything else in a room with that guy. I feel like that's the big thing that a ton of women who are aspiring to be housewives don't often consider is yeah. that in a situation where you come in as a consenting and aspiring housewife, good, great. A lot of women are kind of tricked into it. It's against their will. And that's how housewiving yeah. has yeah. always worked, by the way. For sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And for, for these first two women, they were tricked into it. When Justine met Elon, they were in college. They both had their whole lives ahead of them. And yeah. Justine had very strong aspirations. But the takeaway for me is at the end of the day, you can't fit another person in a relationship where one of the parties is just taking up so much figurative space. And literal space. So after the relationship ended, Tallulah published an adult novel that Elon oh, swears has nothing to do with their relationship. <laughs> and Elon began speaking with a Miss Amber Heard. Now, as soon as we say the name Amber Heard, 
I'm sure the ears prick up because of all the gossip from the Depp heard court case. We are not getting into that at all, other than mentioning it in passing. But apparently there's also an alleged affair with Sergey Brin's wife. I don't know. We're not covering gossipy bullshit like yeah, this. Not, not important to us. Yeah. Elon's next serious fling is with Grimes. He meets her over Twitter. Uh, he was about to tweet a killer AI joke and found out that Grimes had already made that joke in a music video. A year prior, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. The fact that Elon didn't just steal her joke says a lot here. Our theory is that Grimes has similar bone structure to Johnny Depp, and Musk is a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan, which would align with a lot of his behavior over the past (laughs) five years or so. Yeah, maybe this is all just one big Johnny Depp kink. What a (laughs) relatable thing for Elon Musk to have. They hit it off, and before long, Grimes was doing manic pixie dream girl shit like – you know, defending Musk's anti-union behavior. Have you ever considered that it's the union's fault for what they're wearing? <laughs> On a real note, she tweeted plugging her music and saying that she investigated the anti-union issue heavily, which likely means she confronted him about the union stuff. And he was like, babe, I love unions. I told them to do the vote thing. Yeah. By the way, May 20th, 2018, a day before she tweeted this, Elon tweeted the following. Nothing stopping Tesla team at our car plant from voting union. Could do so tomorrow if they wanted, but why pay union dues and give up stock options for nothing? Our safety record is 2x better than when plant was UAW, and everyone already gets health care. Did you catch that? Yeah. He was sneaky about it. Yeah, he was. But what he's doing here is subtly threatening to confiscate stock options if people join the union. Again, not very pro-union there, Elon. <laughs> yeah, same to you, Grimes. Grimes is like, I was there. No union suppression happening here. And Elon is literally suppressing unions on the same website, likely like within scrolling view. He's still in court for this shit right now, by the way. Exactly. That fucking tweet landed him in court because it's union suppression. <laughs> As it turns out, Grimes, that – is classified as union suppression. <laughs> there really isn't another classifier for it. Also, on top of that, Elon fired a Mr. Richard Ortiz and 18 others for trying to form a union. The Board of Labor got Ortiz's job back, but Elon claimed that the other 18 were fired for performance stuff. Yeah, I got to tell you, Grimes, again, we really didn't investigate. This was a few Googles. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what investigating Grimes was doing at the actual um, plant. But like Rad Bill said, a a couple Google searches and we found some very, very heavy anti-union shit. So (laughs) I'm going to have to disagree. Um, And in July of 2018, Grimes tweets that she's teaming up with the magnificent Azalea Banks for a song. Mm -hmm. And Azalea's pumped and flies out to L.A., where she's set to meet Grimes at one of Elon's Bel Air homes. So Azalea comes in, and Elon is, quote, scrounging for investors. Yeah, so the day before Azalea arrived, you see, Elon published a now infamous tweet that read, Funding secured, taking Tesla private at 420, which brought Tesla's stock 
from $334 to $371 before the close of business. So what happens next is a little hazy. Mm-hmm. But what we know is Grimes didn't want Azalea to leave mm-hmm. because in this very moment, it looked an awful lot like Elon was in the middle of doing – what's the word? Oh, yeah, crime. <laughs> so Grimes told her that if she stuck around and didn't go out and talk to people, uh, they would for sure – have that collab that they talked about. I don't know if it actually ever ended up happening. I don't either. It sounds like the relationship began dissolving after this. Banks shared a message she received from Grimes that said, he got into weed because of me. Oh, sorry. Hold on. He got into weed because of me and he's super entertained by 420. So when he decided to take the stock private, he calculated it was worth 419. So he rounded up to 420 for a laugh. And now the SEC is investigating him for fraud. Uh, (laughs) I can hear her just sobbing in this message like the mother of an uncontrollable 16 year old. Yeah, this is Dr. Phil mom crying right here. So if it isn't clear, he didn't have that funding. What he did is he told the market that this stock was worth $420 credibly when it wasn't causing the stock to rise. And this is six months after he just got a bunch of Tesla stock. And it looks, it smells And it feels like fraud. The funniest part of this is that in the SEC hearing, Musk said he rounded up to 420 because he thought Grimes would find it funny, which she very obviously did not. Yeah, uh, Elon, no one found that funny but you (laughs) and the other 16-year-olds that obsess over you. This has the comedic value of peekaboo. Yeah, (laughs) Jesus Christ, that is accurate. There's the number. (laughs) At the end of the day... Musk settles with the SEC, and it looks like the relationship with Grimes ended for the first time, supposedly in part because of this whole fraud kerfuffle. Manic pixie dream girls are usually actually pretty establishment friendly, as (laughs) one might find. That's a different conversation. Um, But that said, the two were assumed to be back together when they were spotted running over safety cones in the Cybertruck soon thereafter. And in January of the following year, Grimes posts some pictures on social media that seem to be alluding to her being pregnant. A few fans guessed that the baby is Elon's, and it is. Yeah. And <laughs> Grimes spends a lot of time trying to be unpredictable, but she's just brutally predictable here she's almost if not more predictable than elon himself but we we've reached the part of the story where elon musk gives one of his children such a fucked up name that the state of california is like it you can't do that it's too fucked up (laughs) yeah they played techno for the baby while it was in the womb and when it came out they named it and i'll be honest here uh rad I don't know how to say this. I don't either. The characters are X, a character I don't know, A-12 Musk. Yeah. I I could search on Google how to pronounce that, but I fucking won't. And I feel like if we did, we'd be doing more work than Elon and Grimes did. You can't do that and then put the work on me to Google your kid's (laughs) name. I fucking won't do it. I'll just call it that rich kid. But it it was fucked up enough 
that the state made them disassemble that looks like a quickly moving letter A and the numbers, and they wound up with the name XAEA-X11. Again, that does form a word if you're Elon Musk, but for the rest of us on planet Earth, that is a license plate. <laughs> so in 2021, Elon welcomes twins with Siobhan Zillis, and then in 2022, Grimes has another baby via surrogate who's named Y. Her full name is... Exadark side rail musk. Again, we're not looking that up. We're not nope. going to look up how to pronounce mm-hmm. that. The day Sorry. after they announced this child, Grimes mentioned that she was dating Chelsea Manning. And strangely, Musk's feelings for trans people begin to sour here. Yes. Okay. So we have to pause here and talk a little bit about Elon Musk and the trans community because there has been a lot of traffic on the internet about that. So very recently, Grimes came out. Like, is Grimes the the woman in King Kong who or like <laughs> who translates for the beast? I have never heard a Grimes song, but I have heard Grimes try to interpret Elon's shitty behavior and make it okay. But she comes out and she says that she doesn't believe that Elon, quote, in his heart, he hates trans people. Which is nice, Grimes. We appreciate your take. But his actions really don't paint the same picture. Yeah. So one of Elon's first two children came out as trans and has changed her name to Vivian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny to me that she came up with such an elegant name after her father is negotiating names of her younger <laughs> siblings with the state of California. Unsurprisingly, Vivian also asked to drop Musk's name because she has nothing and wants nothing to do with her father. When questioned on the matter, Musk simply commented that the real cause of this behavior was cultural Marxism and you can't win them all, saying that he still maintains great relationships with with his other nine kids. And dude, this hurts. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. But a big thing for me is it's so heartbreaking just because it's so clear that family is an afterthought to Elon. They are tasks or details that can be handled by assistants and staff. And Mm -hmm. I'm not a father. But I'm lucky enough to say that I was raised by a pretty good one. And I know that he valued the time he got to spend with me. And I know that my perception of him is valuable to him. And I feel for all of Elon's kids at this point. And I think that there's such a a risk that they could be completely ruined by this lack of care. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Have you considered that your perception of your dad matters to your dad because he doesn't have a ton of Twitter followers? <laughs> Can't you know, pull that out. <laughs> I I hadn't yet, but maybe that's what he needs. <laughs> so if you think Elon's different at work, you're in for a surprise because he's actually way worse at Tesla. Yes. So <laughs> many within Tesla have said that the company's culture comes straight from Elon himself, which, as you might guess, isn't great. Yeah. Because even as Elon became the richest man on Earth, he kept up this 
bullshit frat boy as a businessman strategy. Bro, I don't have to be here. I could be sitting on a beach drinking Mai Tais with a bunch of naked models. Which, if you're thinking, wow, Radville totally made that up. He didn't. That's a thing that Elon Musk said. That's a real quote out of the man's mouth. Having a dude like that at the top is a net negative to every stakeholder in a company. Shareholders, employees, everyone. Because it's the shareholders that end up footing the bill for just egregious misconduct. Yeah, and in these cases, when the shareholder foots the bill, it doesn't really provide an encouraging force for the person at the top to stop. This problem was captured pretty well by one person's account. After viewing the cookie-cutter HR videos on sexual harassment at Tesla, a new employee named Alyssa Blickman assumed the following. If I'm sexually harassed, they're not going to care. And as it turns out, she was absolutely correct. On her first day, she saw a male colleague take a picture of a female colleague's ass. And when Blickman told the female colleague, she shrugged and explained that it's business as usual. Yeah, this should come as no surprise for those who have witnessed Elon Simps in action. But there are people in that factory who see Elon Musk as a god. And they assume that if he acts and talks like a dickhead – then everybody else can too. Blickman went to Tesla's HR department to file complaints on numerous occasions and eventually forced Tesla to act. They fucking fired her. I've worked in corporate America for the past decade, and I've never heard of anything close to this level of overt harassment in a workplace. It doesn't happen in the vast majority of workplaces because the corporate culture doesn't tolerate it but at tesla they do and this is the result um blickman is one of seven women who have sued tesla for sexual harassment and toxic work culture at time of recording their cases are still caught up in the machinations of the u.s legal system and tesla's shareholders are taking the haircut for the legal fees shareholders are doing their best to reduce the amount spent on harassment lawsuits but it really hasn't gone anywhere at a shareholder meeting that soon followed blickman's case a motion was made requesting that the company issue an annual report on its efforts to prevent sexual harassment musk who holds 14% of the company's stock, dealt the death blow to the motion, and Tesla released the following statement. The board continues to oppose initiatives that seek to direct Tesla's strategic business decisions and day-to-day operations in ways that are not critical to or in furtherance of Tesla's core mission. Yikes. And this is a good segue, actually. Let's talk about the mission. What is Elon's mission? What is the man's mission? Elon is hodling four main ventures and may spend as much as 20 hours a week running each one. 420. Where's he trying to get to? He's hodling four hashtag moonbound spaceship emojis. Tesla, Neuralink, SpaceX, and X.com. Are these dollar sign poop emojis taking Elon's diamond hands to the moon? Are they taking the rest of us to hashtag Mars? Only one way to find out. That's right. So Elon has never asked anyone to do this, but we are going to inspect these rockets Mm. with an understanding of the last five years for each one and use that understanding to chart where it's going and what its mission might be. Yes. First and foremost, Elon is supposedly 
all about self-driving cars, literally saying that people who are investing in Tesla today are betting on self-driving cars being a thing in the future. Which raises the question, how do self-driving cars become the future? Well, money, I'm glad you asked. It's so simple. Firstly, Elon builds a world for self-driving cars. You, the audience, and Elon are likely imagining a Jetsonian-type scenario where you just tell a car to come and get you when you need a ride and you get inside and there's no steering wheel or dashboard. It's just a driving lounge and there are no stoplights and you can eat and drink and talk on the phone and sleep even while driving. Which sounds great in a sci-fi movie. Mm -hmm. But here in the real world, there are some problems. The stated mission in the past of Tesla, one of its key stated missions has been to save the planet. But this only saves the planet if people give up their cars. And surveys show that only 10% of participants would be willing to part with their car in lieu of a $1 per mile shared vehicle solution. That's a fucked up metric. $1 per mile is bonkers. Yeah. But 25% of people said they would still keep their car even if the autonomous vehicles were completely free. Yeah. To drive this point home, for autonomous vehicles to save the planet, it demands the death of the owned personal car. If everyone's cars are driving around nonstop or driving home to park after dropping the person off at work, some scholars estimate that carbon emissions could shoot up by like 200%. Keep in mind that the power for electric cars still has to come from somewhere, and we'll touch a little bit on cobalt and all the issues there later. But if people don't have to drive their cars, their cars will be doing more driving. Ironic indeed, but let's assume we're going to convince people to give up their personal cars and get on board with this new proposed system. No more car ownership. Well, we're probably going to need to devise a separate roadway for bikes and pedestrians. Unless these cars are flying or underground, there's no scenario where we ditch stoplights and speed limits and keep space for pedestrians and cyclists. Landlords are going to preserve their ground-level retail, and that's good for real estate values. Yeah, so that's a good point, actually. So the cars can't fly. Don't need to tell you that. They don't do that right now. So maybe we put the self-driving roads underground to preserve that urban fabric, which landlords like so much. And Mm -hmm. this way, pedestrians and cyclists can still get to that ground-level retail. Which sounds good. And quick note here. The reason that we don't have flying cars isn't because the technology to make a flying car would even be that expensive. It's because the level of traffic fatalities would get even worse. Yeah. We can't have flying cars, and trying to make an autonomous car fly introduces so many other variables that are not feasible in the near term. Now we have the issue also of vandals. We don't want to factor in the cost of replacing leather seats again and again and again, and neither would Elon. So we're probably going to want to replace that interior leather and fabric with something cheap and durable like maybe plastic or steel. And as we increase capacity, do you know what comes out on the other side of that little idea? Yeah, it's a fucking train. That's right. (laughs) Now, a lot of our listeners have probably heard versions of this bit in the past, but what Elon is doing with the Boring Company and Tesla is building all of that infrastructure 
and addressing the vandal questions with a driver in each car and just never asking the capacity question. And as a result, he gets Teslas in place of train cars. What's bonkers about this is he gets praised for saving money and all of his, you know, fucking Silicon Valley ideas. But he hasn't added emergency exits in the tunnels <laughs> or ventilation. And we're like, this guy's a genius. No, he's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, this is all fine. It's not like Teslas are notorious for catching on fire and taking forever to go out or anything. So, by the way, city councils are buying into this whole loop concept. Mm. And Elon just got approved to add more than 60 stops for the Vegas loop which at present has the capacity to move 1,100 people an hour, which sounds great, but... It's an abysmal failure. Compared to regular trains, this is terrible. terrible. Decently sized trains are moving four times this many people in an hour. Also, the construction of this new tunnel system threatens the structural integrity of the Vegas monorail, which itself is a terrible transit solution, but vastly superior to the loop. I've been on the Vegas monorail, and if there's a solution that's inferior to that, it's bad. (laughs) It's really bad. Experts say that self-driving cars are a potential last mile solution. Yes. If you work in concert with bikes and trains and a pedestrian friendly network. So if Elon wanted to play ball with this, he could. Yeah. After all, Rad Bill, he's had the self-driving tech since he made that tweet like seven years ago. Right? That's right money except no he hasn't (laughs) remember the 2016 autopilot video we talked about in the last episode we told you we'd get back to it here we are in april of that same year a tesla enthusiast posted a video of autopilot preventing an accident in his car elon retweeted the video it got like a million views 20 days later autopilot claimed this very same man as its first victim in florida sending him under a tractor trailer at full speed and tearing the roof off of the car in the process. Maybe we should have done a trigger warning before this. Sorry, gang. In response to this, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration launched an investigation and ultimately concluded that despite this accident, Tesla's crash rates dropped by almost 40% after the installation of auto steer. Which is weird. Yeah. Because most of the functionality that accounted for accident avoidance isn't that unique. Yeah. We're talking forward collision warning, automatic emergency braking, adaptive cruise control, all things that most cars built after 2020 probably already have. I feel like they all come with that now, don't they? I I think my car might have that or something similar. I ignore all the flashy lights and stuff in my car, but I think my car might do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that auto steer was singled out here as being so safe. But regardless, this is a pretty glowing review. Thing is, in early 2019, after requesting proof of these claims, the Quality Control Systems Corporation, or QCSC, finally got their hands on the NHTSA's sources for this conclusion. And in a 24-page report debunked all of them, stating instead that the installation of auto steer actually seemed to make it 
two and a half times more likely that a car will be involved in an airbag deploying event. 2.4 times is the actual quoted amount. Yeah, and we have more details on this in our sources. Check them out. Mm -hmm. But effectively, in order to get to that 40% safer figure, the NHTSA miscategorized mileage on like 30,000 of the Teslas that were looked at for the study. Yeah, Tesla essentially didn't like what the QCSC found and denied the allegations. And the NHTSA pretty much said that they would look into it. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah. That's kind of like a, you caught us, uh, we'll check it out, but there won't be any consequences for us. Yeah. Keep in mind, 2014 to 2017, 37 people died in Teslas. Yep. In that same time span, the Infiniti QX60 killed zero people. And the second most deadly mid-sized luxury sedan killed 29 people. This is a bad look. Yeah. The only thing more deadly than a Tesla in that same time period, according to our sources, is the Buick Encore. Between the two and the four-wheel drive models, this fucking car killed 90 goddamn people in the same Jesus. time span. Jesus Mad Max Christ. Fury Road level shit. <laughs> I bring this data up for two reasons. Number one, to say that fudging the numbers on the part of the NHTSA, even though they likely won't face any consequences, is in no way a victimless crime. People have been brutally killed in these cars after they got this stamp of approval. Number two, I think it's important that we say, avoid Teslas if possible, and for the love of God, stay away from the Buick Encore. Dude, unless you have a fucking death wish. In September of 2022, Tesla owners sue Tesla, and a month later, the DOJ launches a criminal investigation over deceptive marketing practices and defective products, alleging that during autopilot, Teslas have a funny habit of coming to sudden stops at random, mm. hitting parked in stationary cars, mm. not recognizing emergency vehicles or motorcycles, running <laughs> stop signs or red lights, and veering unexpectedly into oncoming traffic. <laughs> this isn't a car that drives except for when these things happen. We just described a self-driving program where the car has problems stopping, going, and turning. <laughs> Which really begs the question, what exactly is it doing right? Because there isn't much else. Is is autopilot just really good at turn signals? They release this and they're like, yeah, it works. Just, you know, keep your hands on the wheel. Like, <laughs> if I still have to pull over to take my jacket off while driving, the car isn't self-driving. Yes, I'm driving the car. It's a car. I'm fighting the car. Five months after this suit kicks off, Tesla voluntarily recalls 360,000 cars with full self-driving beta due to growing concerns regarding safety and functionality issues, which is unsurprising. As of August of 2023, the month this was recorded, Tesla is involved in 1,750 lawsuits, and Tesla Autopilot has killed 38 people, accounting for almost one in every 10 Tesla-related deaths. If any other feature in a product had this distinction, it would cease to exist. The product oh, yeah. would cease to exist. For sure. Despite this, unless Elon is jailed, I don't anticipate that he will stop pushing Autopilot. Eventually, in spite of Elon, the carnage will subside, We'll be left with a less deadly substandard product. And if you thought that Elon's approach with Tesla 
was deadly and scary because he was trying to use this Silicon Valley startup mentality to do things that have risks. Um, Neuralink is far more terrifying. Yes, it is. We've we've talked about the first to market startup model in the past two episodes where you get to deliver a shitty product and make it better with time. Elon has been pursuing this approach for bringing brain chips to the market with the supposed ultimate goal of giving paralyzed people the ability to walk. And he spent seven years missing deadlines and killing animals in this pursuit. Yeah, so Synchron, which is one of Neuralink's main competitors, was granted approval for human trials for a competing product in 2021. And at present, this product essentially allows paralyzed users to type and text with just their mind. Yeah, now this has come at some cost. Synchron killed 80 sheep to reach this point, and that's a lot of sheep. Yeah, it but is. Neuralink has killed 1,500 animals testing their product and only just got approved for testing on people. I feel like he would have killed fewer animals just figuring out ways to attach people's heads to animal bodies. Yeah, this is some mad scientist <laughs> right here. Yeah, it is. Brace <laughs> yourself. Because I'm about to get real utilitarian here. If I were paralyzed and I heard that he killed all these animals to get closer to putting out a product that could help me walk again, I would be his biggest cheerleader. But the problem is these animals aren't being killed in the name of progress. Yeah. They're being killed as a result of mismanagement. Yeah. Musk has been missing these deadlines for years and is reportedly telling – staff to behave as if a bomb is strapped to their heads. 25 pigs were killed because people were rushing and the wrong size chip was put in their head. <laughs> Concerns were raised about the mistake, which threatened FDA approval. So they just repeated the study with 36 sheep. That one mistake incurred over half of Synchron's total death toll, and no one is any closer to walking as a result. This is killing critters just for the sake of killing critters. Yeah, yeah, mad scientist shit. Yeah, well said. During a presentation, Elon Musk explained that they, they only use animal testing for confirmatory experiments, never the exploratory stuff, which would be encouraging. But news got out that a month earlier, the head of animal care instructed the Neuralink employees to scrub the word exploration from study titles and remove the phrase from their lexicon going forward. A, which is yikes. For those of you who can shrug off the animal cruelty, here's what I want you to hear. Mm -hmm. They're testing this on animals right now, and they're putting chips in the wrong vertebrae. They're using the wrong glue on these animal skulls. They're putting them under for too long. It's a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. And they're working as hard as they can to get a crack at your wheelchair-bound Aunt Mindy next. Yeah, they're pushing for a passing grade to get there, too. Yep. By the way, when a restaurant scores a 70 on sanitation, you still don't want to eat there, and Hardee's isn't putting shit in anyone's skull. As far as we know. Allegedly. Allegedly. The looming threat of Neuralink to the public is daunting until you remember where Elon's ideas start and end. The Vegas Loop was going to be a series of lifts designed to thrust you through a network of underground tunnels, and now it's an underground carpool line. At this rate, we might end up with an app-based Siri type thing. Maybe that's where Neuralink's finish line really is. <laughs> also, and this is hilarious, Elon apparently offered to invest in Synchron after they were approved for human trials. So 
I wouldn't interpret that as a huge vote of confidence for Neuralink. Some might interpret that as him attempting to jump ship. (laughs) So, part three. Elon is going to reinvent space travel. So, yeah. What has SpaceX actually invented? Well, the short answer is not much. And Elon has invented even less. For the Raptor engine... For example, Elon claims there was no designated leader on the project, which means Elon was probably off tweeting somewhere and his team (laughs) did all the freaking work. Same for the Dragon capsule. The innovations you've likely heard of were not born with SpaceX either. The rockets are reusable. They get a ton of acclaim for this. But the space program DCX flew and landed the Delta Clipper rocket 12 times in less than four years in the early 90s. Sure, the Falcon 9 rocket is the world's most powerful operational rocket, but it isn't half as powerful as the Saturn V, which was launched 50 years ago. SpaceX's Starship would have been the most powerful rocket in the world, but on the first test, that fucker exploded. Those poor Tesla shareholders. <laughs> yeah, these ventures are all so intertwined. This probably sucked for Tesla, the boring company, Twitter, the whole shebang. Elon likes to spin this thing as a contrived success. We learned things, and the optimism sounds nice, but this was a huge failure. The rocket made it three minutes and 20 seconds before the folks on the ground decided to hit the abort button, and then the rocket began to lose control before exploding a full 40 seconds after the self-destruct system was activated. The launch pad was destroyed at launch, and rubble and debris were launched onto nearby roads and into neighboring towns. NASA grounded the Starship project. It's still grounded to this day. That means no moon trip anytime soon. This was going to be the thing that takes us to the moon again, supposedly. And that sure as hell means no Mars trip anytime soon either. This thing is the linchpin of Elon's entire space exploration plan. But moving on. There's a short video from an Elon interview where someone asks Elon how he taught himself rocket science. And he says he read books and has a good team. And later in the interview, he claims that the odds of him succeeding with this rocket venture are low. And when the interviewer, when the interviewer asks why Elon chose to venture into rocket building in the first place, if he thought it would fail, Elon says, when something is important, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. Uh, so here's the thing. SpaceX would be important if it were actually taking people to Mars, but it isn't. At this nope. point, we at PVP are pretty convinced that the Mars narrative is designed to protect Musk in the event of an uprising against the rich and defend Elon's work weaponizing space for the U.S. government. And the whole Mars thing – We're actually pretty glad that he doesn't seem that serious about it. Yeah. So he touted getting a million people to Mars by 2050. And his reasoning had to do with overpopulation, which isn't a real problem. But when you pair this with his claim that tickets would go for $100,000, it isn't egregious to imagine that his plan was to send the rich people up there when everything goes to shit. Yeah. The alternative course is that this ethereal 2050 plan would be to send poor people to Mars. Yeah. 
And Elon is stupid, but there are people that he listens to. And it's clear that one of those people has sold him on not going to Mars. Yeah. He has a nuanced excuse for not wanting to go to Mars this decade. Yeah. Which is, he doesn't want to go up there yet because he doesn't want to die. Yes. Uh, very nuanced, Elon. That's <laughs> no one's on to you with that one. The fact of the matter is, SpaceX is a military contractor. That's all it is. It's a military contractor with a cool idea around it and a line of fun T-shirts. I feel like every one of Elon's ideas—they're just a dog turd covered in marshmallow. <laughs> the idea seems nice, but you bite into that marshmallow, and you're just gonna get shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think his most optimistic outlook on that is maybe they'll stomach the dog turd well, because of all that sweet, sweet marshmallow. That is his hope, and. <laughs> It is sad how long it worked. A vast majority of SpaceX's actual business is dedicated to providing internet to the world and weaponizing space, Reagan style. We're talking Star Wars. Since oh 2012, SpaceX has done like three commercial launches and the rest have been for NASA and the U.S. military. Starlink runs on NASA contracts. It isn't philanthropic at all. Further, this taxpayer money is going into a venture where Elon has final say. Two days after the Russian invasion of Ukraine began, the Ukrainian digital transformation minister asked Elon about deploying Starlink to Ukraine, and it was up and running in a couple days, which is amazing. And at first glance, it looks and sounds philanthropic. This feels a little charitable from yeah. Elon. But in April, Elon explained that being a free speech absolutist meant that he couldn't in good conscience block Russian propaganda. But you know what? Supposedly, Elon was selling these services to Ukraine for a significant discount. Not a perfect solution, but you shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth. And guess what? Elon wants to help even more. In September of 2022, Elon comes up with a peace plan whereby Ukraine just Gives Russia Crimea and the contested ah, property in Ukraine. Ah, Easy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> the Ukrainian ambassador to Germany responds in kind. <clears throat> and I quote, fuck off. This is my very diplomatic <laughs> reply to you at Elon Musk. Musk then goes to the Pentagon and says SpaceX ain't going to keep footing the majority of the bill for the Starlink effort in Ukraine, and they'll need $120 million for the remainder of 2022 and $400 million for 2023. Elon cites the Ukrainian ambassador's tweet specifically, saying he's just taking their advice. But here's the thing. SpaceX wasn't footing a majority of the bill at all. 85% of the terminals and 30% of the internet connectivity was paid for by the U.S., Poland, and other countries. SpaceX just wanted the U.S. to pay more. Dude, I just want to know who had the misfortune of being in the room with Elon when he was pondering how to solve a very complex <laughs> conflict of a totalitarian nation, you know, trying to annex more land. And he, he thought about it for 15 minutes and he said – well, what if we just gave it to him? <laughs> I bet you $1,000 that was co-authored by Grimes. And I want to know how smug the look on his face was when he's like, I just created world peace. Look at me. And everyone was like, 
What? Are you <laughs> shit? What are you reading or watching? Have, have you ever heard of World War Two, bud? That doesn't work out so well. Grimes Jesus is just Christ. like, oh, babe, I love it. That's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> it goes out like that. Five months after this, SpaceX shifted its policy again with no clear catalyst this time. No tweets to reference, restricting Ukraine's use of Starlink for offensive military purposes. This is a private company doing this with your money. Yep. One man has the final word for the internet connectivity of entire countries. And he's shown that he is willing and able to use it to blackmail people and to be petty about tweets. So that's great. That is great. Speaking of tweets. Oh, dude, speaking of tweets. Part four, X.com, the sequel. So Elon Musk is into Twitter. That's no secret. In the past, he's used Twitter the way that we've all used Twitter. You know, to meet baby mamas, to commit fraud allegedly allegedly, (laughs) to steal jokes to intimidate unions allegedly allegedly (laughs) to manipulate the cryptocurrency market and allegedly stocks allegedly allegedly yeah i mean these are things that i do on a weekly basis yeah that about fits the bill for my like my toilet time with twitter yeah like what i do with it yeah but in early 2022 elon took this twitter love further still and began buying Twitter stock. And by April, he owned 9% of the company. Twitter did the best they could to fend off a hostile takeover. But then Musk made them an offer too stupid to refuse. $54.20 a share or $44 billion. Which, to put that in perspective, that's one McKinsey Bezos. I wonder how many countries' GDP is less than $44 billion. Probably, Probably a lot. A fair amount. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An offer to purchase, by the way, shakes shit up in companies. And Elon has made a habit of offering to buy a company and then just bailing. Yep. So the folks at Twitter are familiar with this shtick and with Musk's antics, believe it or not. So they write up a contract that Musk can't escape. And he signs the deal over the weekend asking no questions and doing no due diligence. To take that a step further, Musk didn't even ask Twitter for any information that would have required a conditional non-disclosure agreement, which is bananas. It's insane behavior. Not even talking about this kind of money. You could be buying a house. That's fair. (laughs) Lawyers familiar with the case say that because Musk didn't ask for any information before signing – he would have to find errors and omissions within Twitter's public filings to make a case for not buying the company. And this, unsurprisingly, is pretty fucking hard. Yeah, fudging your public filings has a word, and it's fraud. (laughs) Elon is likely familiar with this. (laughs) So next, Musk sells $8.5 billion in Tesla stock, which – probably contributed to a 40% drop in Tesla stock in 2022. Yeah, remember Tesla shareholders, Tesla is Elon's piggy bank. Yep. Yeah. Next, Elon starts making a big stink about the purchase, complaining about the bot problem being larger than previously imagined. He used some free tool called <laughs> Botometer 
to measure this because remember he hadn't asked for anything <laughs> to do any due diligence with. He's relegated to Google. For a $44 billion purchase. And so he's implying that he would buy the company at a discount with this behavior and saying the deal was on hold. All of this unsurprisingly drove the stock price of Twitter down, and then Twitter took Elon's bitch ass to court in response, saying that Elon wanted to pull out of the deal and shit all over Twitter in the process. Elon countersued, alleging fraud, but it became clear that Twitter was going to win this fucking thing. So Elon, being the genius visionary that he is, decides to pivot to a new strategy. He's not going to take this lying down. He's going to Buy Twitter at full price. (laughs) No additional conditions. To just sum all this up, Elon has just agreed to buy a company at a massive premium after doing pretty much no research. (laughs) Then he shat all over the company, driving its stock price down. And then he bought the now much less valuable company at the original price. This is maniacally stupid behavior. It is incredibly stupid. The only question that we have to ask is, was his plan to wiggle the price down after he'd already agreed, and then he just you know got played by this contract, or was he just in full manic mode and bought a car without looking under the hood, and then he got played? Again, he definitely got played. He got played a fool. <laughs> For 44 billion dollars again just an incredible amount of money elon declares after finalizing the purchase that comedy is legal again skinheads rejoice huzzah very ironic (laughs) comment after skinheads rejoice musk you're our hero and musk soaks it up but oh no the advertisers wait come back we didn't change that much ignore the skinheads Things did get worse. It wasn't as safe and as kind of a place to advertise. Use of racial slurs shot up a lot shortly after this acquisition. Yeah, and before any non-skinheads rejoice, a lack of moderation doesn't mean that Elon isn't crushing dissent. Because he is. He fires anyone who disagrees with him at the company and as of late has throttled access to news sites he disagrees with. And starting out, he was blocking journalists and he blocked Elon Jet. And pretty much he used this platform exactly how the big dissenters anticipated he would. Elon doesn't believe in obstructing free speech unless you disagree with him. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't believe in free speech. He just wants to have control over free speech. So after this disaster, yeah, we we can say that disaster. That works. Yeah. Musk does what all visionaries do to make an unprofitable company profitable again. Yes. He fires half the staff, including (laughs) basically the entire content moderation. (laughs) Yeah, and to make up for the loss in income as advertisers pull out, Elon introduces the Twitter Blue program, which charges $8 per month to get that little blue check. Now, getting verified classically has helped users of Twitter confirm that someone who's important is the person they say they are with that little blue check mark. This person is legit. We checked, pun intended. 
<laughs> in response to the very predictable further exodus of advertisers, Elon assured everyone that if a user impersonates them, Twitter would suspend that user and then keep all of their Twitter blue dollars. All eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> and after all this, someone gets the check and changes their name to Eli Lilly. Mm-hmm. And Eli Lilly is a pharmaceutical company. And posing as Eli Lilly, they tweet that insulin is going to be free, which causes the stock of Eli Lilly, a publicly traded company, to fall almost 5%. (laughs) And unsurprisingly, more advertisers are getting the fuck out of Dodge as a result of this egregious mishap. Billions of dollars were eradicated from market value as a result of this. Yeah. Elon's response is to laugh at the mistake of this foolish impersonator <laughs> and many others as they forfeit their $8. Haha, more $8 for me. <laughs> <laughs> In December, Elon disbands the 100-person Trust and Safety Council. Then... By February, the staff had been reduced from more than 7,500 to under 2,000, and political ads were readmitted to the site. And by mid-April, Twitter Blue had netted the company $11 million. So it's growing. This covers uh, uh, two days and another half day of <laughs> runtime for Twitter. $11 million for a publicly traded company is not that much money. It's not a whole lot of money as it turns <laughs> out. Since then, in an effort to bolster the appeal of Twitter Blue, Elon has given Blue subscribers the privilege of shared ad revenue, 10,000 character tweets, which he later upped to 25,000 character tweets. Although I don't know if I've seen one single <laughs> 25,000 character tweet. 60-minute uh, video uploads, the ability to view abbreviated ads, and eligibility to appear on the for you panel there's also a part where a bunch of famous people were given blue checks for free and came on to vehemently deny that they were paying for it which is I freaking forgot hilarious about that. that was hysterical <laughs> they were like what the fuck elon musk you gave me I'm this i'm not guy. paying for this this wasn't people, me my fans are gonna think i'm an idiot elon <laughs> jesus christ take it away <laughs> in june sensing that there was still lingering brand value elon ditched the bird to opt for his preferred brand choice x which elon says he will turn into the new everything app hilariously he also gave his ilk the ability to hide the fact that they were donating eight dollars a month to his dumb ass so we're looking at these four at this point there are some overarching themes in all of these ventures yep elon's entire reputation has been built on lies spacex is a glorified military contractor mark our words we ain't going to mars not with spacex that's right Sure, Tesla could help reduce greenhouse gases, but profiting off of that would take real vision, and Tesla's first profitable year was realized by selling accrued pollution allowance points, which are more commonly referred to as carbon credits, to large polluters who needed them to continue polluting. Elon made Tesla money, but the environmental impact of Elon is a net negative now. Remember the Vegas Loop project that could have been mass transit? Elon got the contract. Also, guys, Elon is not smart enough to derail the California Hyperloop. He didn't help the project, that's for sure. But money in politics is a bigger problem than Elon. It really would have put a bow on the story if Elon had been responsible for tanking Hyperloop 
legislation in California. But the fact of the matter is the oil lobby, the car lobby, there's a whole lot more money in this thing besides Elon. They're the real bad guys. Classic supervillains on this one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Neuralink is nightmare fuel. It's killed a frankly incredible number of lab animals and will likely reap unimaginable side effects on its first human trials, which are upcoming. The craziest part of all of this is that there was an ecosystem ready to look at this absurd, dangerous body of work and call Elon Musk a genius for it. But then Musk came along. He's destroyed this image by alienating all of the actual intelligence in his organizations, and more importantly, alienating everyone that ever tried to help curb his more egregious behavior. Yeah, the best thing anyone can do to protect their reputation is just stay the hell off Twitter. And after surviving the fallout from allegedly manipulating his own stock in crypto and allegedly (laughs) using the app to suppress union activity and calling a rescuer pedophilia for for not using his idea, Elon Musk put the final nail in his own reputational coffin by hemorrhaging billions of dollars to buy Twitter and clip its already fatigued wings because, gang – when Elon bought Twitter, no one was saying, this is a great rising star of the social media world. We were saying, you still use Twitter? <laughs> the CEO of Twitter is tweeting right now about CrossFit, and also he's got a really long, weird beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was already a dumpster fire. Yeah, and then he just made it worse yeah. so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't to say there aren't holdouts. By the way, in in Elon's ilk, there are a ton of people still hanging on. There's a growing movement of bootlicking anti-democratic diehards who have labeled their movement neo-reaction, who are aching to see someone like Musk appointed to a leadership role for life. And you should read up on it. It's a disturbing movement, but the fact of the matter is that Elon Musk already has all the control he could ever want, and he will likely spend the rest of his life using his infinite wealth to make his stupid and terrible ideas a reality for all of us to endure. And on that note, it's crutches time. Consumer harm. Burning Tesla's autopilot blunders. Lemon laundering, which is when you take a car deemed a lemon and sell it in a new area. Warranty fraud. Dogecoin manipulation. The list goes on and on and on. And on and on. Yeah. Do you want to do the rich parents and the union expression one? Uh, sure. Rich parents? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> union suppression, you bet your ass. Uh, yep. He's probably out there suppressing a union right now if he's awake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was announced a few months ago that he's going back to court to argue that he didn't threaten employee stock options in 2018. Which he did, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's on paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tax evasion. The Musk Foundation has donated half of its $25 million contributions to OpenAI, which Musk also owns. Fucking yikes. Yeah. Child labor. The best way to harvest cobalt is with the hands of a tiny African child. And Tesla was busted on this count along with a ton of other big American tech players. And Tesla were allegedly among the very worst offenders. Harassment allegations? Yeah. 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 Guys, yes. <laughs> Egregious behavior after hours. Check out how he treats his kids. His relationship with Epstein is a thing. Close your eyes and point in any direction, and I'll tell you a story about Elon Musk being an asshole there. Uh, slap suits and journalist suppression. Pravida was an endeavor that Elon Musk looked into in 2018, but as far as we can tell, nothing came of it. This was going to be used to track journalists effectively. Oh, 
gotcha. as we understand it. He has taken a shine to his new power at Twitter and has banned several journalists from the site. Uh, we'll count that's, that as journalist suppression big time. Uh, that's textbook journalist suppression. I don't think that you can suppress journalists any harder. Any more explicitly, um, that's for sure. But uh, but yeah, guys, so before we close up, that was a three-episode series. It was a lot. I am sure there might be something that we didn't get in. But we tried to really, really hit the big points and, and just talk about how much of an asshole this dude is. God, he's an asshole. It's been three episodes of him being an asshole. Just, and I'm tired. As always, thanks for listening. Hit us up if we got anything wrong. And check us out on, on Reddit, on our sub. Yeah. We love you all. <laughs> yeah, you're the best. And, uh, and goodbye. goodbye.